Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. I was curious after the episode last week where we talked about Barack Obama and asked whether he was gay, based on the article that had been published in Tablet Magazine, where writer David Samuels had interviewed historian David Garrow. David Garrow was the one who wrote the definitive biography of Barack Obama. And in this definitive biography of Barack Obama, David Garrow claimed that Barack Obama had written a love letter to one of his ex-girlfriends in which he talked about either being homosexual or fantasizing about having gay sex with men. And we, we did a whole episode on it, and I think it, I think it was a good episode. But one of the questions that I had or something I was curious about after the episode is in this letter that was written, we didn't actually have the letter. Even in David Garrow's biography, the letter wasn't included. In fact, the only part that was included of the letter was everything but the juicy part. The juicy part was redacted. So I was left wondering, and I know I'm a skeptic by nature here, but I was left wondering, well, is it what it's being portrayed to be? Is what Barack Obama said about fantasizing about having gay sex with men? Did he actually say that? How was it phrased? What's the context here? Is this being exaggerated? And I wondered how soon it would take for the actual content of that redacted paragraph to surface. It turns out that it didn't take very long. It surfaced over the weekend. So I want to read you this. This is from a report from the New York Post. This was an exclusive to them. The title is Barack Obama told X, quote, I make love to men daily, but in the imagination, letter shows. So this is what the, uh, the New York Post says. Former President Barack Obama wrote of his own androgynous mind and making love to men daily, but in the imagination, according to the redacted portion of a now notorious 1982 letter obtained by the Post. The more than 40-year-old letter to an ex-girlfriend recently resurfaced after Obama biographer David Garrow gave a long and winding interview on the one-time commander-in-chief. This is what Obama wrote. In regard to homosexuality, I must say that I believe this is an attempt to remove oneself from the present, a refusal perhaps to perpetuate the endless farce of earthly life. You see, I make love to men daily, but in the imagination. Obama was 21 years old when he wrote this. He wrote it to an ex-girlfriend named Alex McNear in November of 1982. So it's a little obscure what he's referring to. But then he says, this is a quote from the redacted portion of the letter, my mind is androgynous to a great extent and I hope to make it more so until I can think in terms of people, not women as opposed to men. But in returning to the body, I see that I have been made a man and physically in life, I choose to accept that contingency, he added. Now this girlfriend, McNear, um, the Post says, who dated Obama during his year at Occidental College in Los Angeles, later redacted the salacious paragraphs, which the Pulitzer Prize-winning historian Garrow hunted down and included in his tome, Rising Star. The letter is currently owned by Emory University, which doesn't permit it to be photographed or removed. Instead, Garrow's friend, Harvey Clare, transcribed the paragraphs by hand and sent them 
to the author, Claire provided the redaction, redacted portion of the letter to the Post. So I'm not sure that that's a definitive answer on what he meant. The androgynous mind comment that he made reminded me of the discussion that we were having last week with um, Dr. Miriam Grossman when she was talking about the origin of gender identity and she was talking about John Money, this crazy, crazy, evil doctor who pioneered transgender surgeries for children and how he actually coined not just gender identity, but coined the idea of gender as being something separate from biological sex. And his idea was, um, was that your body is what represents sex, but your mind is androgynous. And when Obama commented about his mind being androgynous, it reminded me of John Money's idea that you should be psychologically androgynous. It's really weird, whether it means that he's gay or whether it means that he bought into Marxist ideology that wants people to reject gender roles or whether he bought into twisted sex stuff. It's a little hard to tell, but it, it does tell us exactly what was in that article or in that letter in the redacted paragraph. And we can see for ourselves that it wasn't exaggerated in the original reports. Okay, the Maui wildfires are one of the most horrendous stories that we've seen in a long time. They're some of the most destructive and deadly wildfires that have happened in the United States ever. And reportedly, a lot of those who have died have been children. And I, I wanna say from the get-go here that when we're consuming all of the news about these wildfires, one thing is very clear. Anyone who's telling you a definitive answer about the origin of these wildfires, what caused them, doesn't know. They're doing it just for clips, but clicks. But there are a couple of conclusions that we can draw, even with the information that we have now. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Okay, so the Maui wildfires, the death toll is growing by the day. I mean, I, it's not even worth mentioning the number of people who have died because the number is changing so quickly. Apparently, they've only, the search and rescue crews have only analyzed 3% of the burned area. So we have no idea how many people are going to die the, some of the estimates say it could be up to 500 people. God forbid, I pray that that is not accurate. But I think a lot of us are wondering what caused these wildfires, why this got out of control so quickly. I know there are a lot of, there are a lot of theories, perhaps even conspiracy theories that are floating around online. To me, it's a little bit too early to make a definitive statement about what caused this. I think we can make a definitive statement about what did not cause this, and we'll get to that in a second. I'm, of course, talking about climate change. But one of the things that, that has been my biggest takeaway in watching this story unfold is that we can't trust the governments to take care of us um, at all. 
they failed in the one responsibility that they had to the people of Hawaii, and that is their emergency warning system. I mean, this emergency warning system in Hawaii, you probably remember a couple of years ago, it notified people that they were going to be faced with some kind of ballistic missile. People were like, oh, we're getting nuked by Kim Jong-un. And they were like, oh, sorry, someone just hit the wrong button in the control center. This emergency system has notified the residents of Hawaii that they were facing impending disaster falsely twice in the last couple of years. And yet the one time that it really matters, the sirens didn't go off. They didn't warn people. I mean, I grew up in the Midwest and every, the first Wednesday of every month, there was a test of these sirens to make sure that everyone knew what they sounded like, to make sure that all the sirens were operational. The first Wednesday of every month at noon, these sirens went off for one minute. And no, if you were inside or outside, you were driving, you were in the, the basement of a building, you could hear them. And it was necessary. And so then when you were, you were used to the sound, so then when in the summer for, in Ohio, it was tornadoes, when there was a tornado warning or a tornado watch, you would hear these sirens. And what would you do when you hear these sirens? You would immediately, this was when I was a kid, so before iPhones, you would immediately turn on your television and see what the information was. Is it a thunderstorm? Is it a tornado? How close is it to us? What do we need to do to prepare? This is a similar system to what Hawaii's system is supposed to do. I mean, emergency response officials in Hawaii right now are trying to minimize or belittle that system saying, well, it's not a system that's really necessary. All it does is tell residents to look up more information. Well, yeah, that information's necessary. I mean, reportedly, we don't have confirmation of these reports. And again, I pray that they're not true. But reports coming from Hawaii is that a lot of the people who have been killed by these wildfires are children because school has not yet started and parents were at work. They left their children home. They weren't warned at work of these sirens. The children at home weren't warned. And so they didn't even know their houses were on fire until they were on fire and they died. But imagine if there had been an emergency system that had gone off, if they had gotten a text message and their phone had beeped, if they had had these sirens, they could have turned on the television or maybe their parents could have called them or come home from work and said, hey, maybe we need to evacuate. Let's look at the information and analyze this threat for ourselves. But it didn't work. And government officials, as they're always doing, are trying to, are trying to um, slough off the responsibility as if it wasn't their responsibility. We cannot trust the government to take care of us. And we have to rely primarily on ourselves, which I know is not the first choice of many people, sometimes including myself, but you see things like this and you're like, well, am I gonna trust the government then the next time to take care of my family or am I gonna have to rely on myself? And I think the answer to that is very clear. Democrats, mean to, meanwhile, are already trying to politicize this, which is the grossest thing to me. People are dying. We don't even know how many people are, are, have been killed. We don't even know how many children have been killed and you're already trying to use this tragedy to push your pre-existing political agenda. It's so grotesque, so grotesque. Senator Maisie Hirono went on television this weekend and blamed the wildfires, of course, on climate change. This is what she said. Experts warn that, that extreme disasters such as this one are only becoming more common because climate change is fueling mm -hmm. stronger storms, hotter temperatures, yeah more widespread droughts. And earlier this week, President Biden incorrectly claimed he had already declared a climate emergency, which would give him additional powers to combat the climate crisis. Given what you're seeing on the ground, do you want President Biden to actually declare a climate emergency? I think that we, uh, we very much need to acknowledge that climate change is upon us. There are whole states, by the way, Jake, where you can't even the, use the words climate change because they still have a hit in the sand attitude. But for example, the Inflation Reduction Act provided some $300 billion to combat 
climate change and, and to uh, move us away from continuing reliance on fossil fuels. Yes, there is more that needs to be done, and there will be lessons learned from uh, the, this ongoing tragedy for the other counties, as well as the county of Maui. Clearly, wildfires is an occurrence in Hawaii. People don't realize that, uh, that, that acres are burned in Hawaii, as in so many other states. And in terms of the percentage of acreage burned, uh, Hawaii is on a par with other states. There is not enough uh, recognition that we are going to need to combat uh, these kinds of wildfires. Okay. And okay, we that's have situations that's where... Enough. That's enough. Climate change is upon us, she said, and she blames fossil fuels. That's what she, that's what she blames, fossil fuels. It's, it's always a stupid argument. It's always untrue. It's always unscientific. But when she uses a stupid, lying, unscientific political argument in the face of tragedy to push her own. I mean, what she's essentially pushing is socialism. She doesn't want us to rely on fossil fuels, so she wants us to go back to the dark ages where we don't have antibiotics, we don't have fertilizer and pesticides, so we don't have crops, people are starving. We don't have textiles that are made from petrochemicals. She wants us, we, we won't have cars, so we won't have, I guess, interstate commerce unless we have a horse and buggy or can take it on our bike. The, the, the idea that we are not going to be a society reliant on fossil fuels, I don't think a lot of, certainly Democrats understand the physical ramifications of that policy. What would your life look like if we didn't have fossil fuels? But I would challenge every single Democrat to try to answer that question, or maybe you and I need to go around and ask all of our friends, what would your life look like if we didn't have fossil fuels? If you didn't have a car, if you didn't have clothes, if you didn't have antibiotics, if you didn't have mass-produced food thanks to petrochemicals that allow us to, to grow things because of fertilizer and pesticides, et cetera, et cetera, what would our life actually look like? It would be awful. There would be mass death. And yet this is what the left is constantly pushing, and they're doing it on the backs of these people who were just killed. And again, I'm not going to sit here and make any definitive statement about what caused this, what the origin was, why it was so bad. We do know from other wildfires in our country, specifically the ones that happened in California, um, or that happen on a regular basis in California, but I was referring specifically to the 2018-2019 um, wildfires in California, that oftentimes it's because of humans. It's, it's started by humans. This is not just a random combustion that resulted in a fire that swept this island, just like it didn't, it wasn't a random combustion that resulted um, in California in these wildfires. It's usually started by humans and it, the reason that it is so damaging is because we have more buildings, we have more infrastructure in places that we know are at high risk of wildfires. In fact, there are some places in our country that don't even, in California, that don't even ensure buildings that are built in these high-risk areas because we already know that they are at high risk of wildfires. So we, usually the fires are man-made or started by, by human beings. They are damaging and they cost more money because the infrastructure that we build in high-risk areas, and then there hasn't been proper, oftentimes, I can't say this definitively about Hawaii yet, but we're gonna look more into this, but in California, they don't do proper brush control. They don't clear away these, these, these uh, years and years worth of, of dead branches and dead trees that are just like combust and make these wildfires humongous. They don't even do controlled burns anymore. I mean, even the Native Americans back in the day did controlled burns in these areas because they knew if they didn't, what would happen? They would have, nature would take its course. Nature is going to take its course. And if you don't do something smart to try to contain it or give it boundaries, then it's going to be more destructive. 
That is the story, mark my words, that we are going to hear in Hawaii as we find out more details about what happened here. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's not climate change. In fact, um, this is an account. This is a Twitter or an X account that I really like. I want to bring this up. This is element number four. Junk science. If you guys don't follow junk science, you should. Um, it's Steve Malloy. He worked in the Trump administration. Um, as EPA, uh, as part of the EPA, he was part of the EPA transition. He posts all kinds of statistics all the time about climate change and about weather and about fossil fuels. And he goes, um, the Washington Post is trying to blame the Maui wildfires and global warming, uh, claims that the alleged two degrees Fahrenheit since 1950, this is the claim that the Washington Post is making that we've, we've increased the temperature on the globe by two degrees since 1950, constitutes the strongest connection, as in that's what's responsible for these wildfires. But Steve Malloy goes, but the National Weather Service data for Maui Airport shows no unusual or special warming in 2023. And he posts the graph. We can bring that up on the screen too. That's the, the Washington Post article that's just lying. But here's the actual data from the National Weather Service. So what's the explanation here? It doesn't make sense. But of course, none of this makes sense because in the whole scheme of things, it's not just about one year. That, of course, would be the counter argument from the left is that, well, just because there's nothing unusual this year, it's been a buildup for a long time. Well, no, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Association, NOAA, we can bring this up. This is the next, um, this is element number five. NOAA announced that actually in the last decade, the last eight years to be exactly, we haven't had global warming. We've had global cooling. We haven't increased the Earth's surface temperature. It's decreased. Despite all of the CO2 that we are supposedly emitting into the atmosphere that's supposedly an existential threat to the planet, we've actually seen eight years of cooling, which means that it's not just... There are some conservatives and some Republicans who say, yeah, climate change is real, but the political hijacking that the left does proposing policies like AOC's Green New Deal, that's the bad part. But we can acknowledge that climate change is real and that it's probably man-made. I don't even know that we should do that. I don't think that the, I don't think that the science even, even substantiates that. All of the science that I have seen shows that even the, before you get to the policy prescriptions that the left offers for the premise of climate change, if you just talk about the premise of climate change, I'm not even sure the science substantiates that especially when the government's agency, this is a government agency, NOAA, and this is what Steve Malloy tweeted, NOAA makes it official the last eight years global cooling at a rate of 0.11 degrees Celsius for the decade, despite 450 billion tons of emissions worth 14% of total man-made CO2 in the atmosphere. CO2 warming is a hoax. It's kind of hard to argue with that because it's science. 
it's actual data instead of fear-mongering Democrats going on Jake Tapper's show on CNN to try to push their pre-existing political agenda on the backs of the people that we don't even know how many of them died yet. It's such an awful, awful tragedy, and Democrats are such awful, awful people to be trying to exploit that. Meanwhile, the FBI shot and killed a man who was threatening Joe Biden on Facebook. Shot and killed. I, I never remember this happening before. There are always crazy people who make threats against presidents of the United States, and that's obviously wrong. I never remember hearing about the FBI gunning down someone who made a threat against a president online. Okay, so I want to bring this story up next. This man threatened Joe Biden online. This is according to the Daily Wire, the 17-year-old, 75-year-old, I should say, 75-year-old Utah man who was shot dead by FBI agents on Wednesday morning for making online threats against President Joe Biden and other government officials was a pillar of his local church community and posed no real threat to anyone, a former neighbor and friend told the Daily Wire. Tim Rich first heard of the incident through a neighborhood Facebook group where households posted about hearing gunshots and later that a SWAT team had raided the home of his friend, Craig Robertson. Rich immediately had an inkling of what the nature of the raid was. He was Facebook friends with Robertson and saw his political posts, which included one last week in which Robertson said he had to dust off his sniper rifle in preparation for Biden's arrival in Utah for a political fundraiser. Rich said he mostly ignored Robertson's political rants. I just dismissed it. He's ranting again, voicing his frustrations. Rich said, I don't even know how many friends he had on Facebook. I would imagine not many, and that his posts weren't going to many people. Robertson's post about shooting Biden referenced his M24 sniper rifle. Other subjects of his Facebook threats included Vice President Kamala Harris, Attorney General Merrick Garland. A post from September of 2022 read, Death to Joe Biden. Rich said he was shocked when he learned the interaction ended with the death of his friend, and he believes the choice law enforcement made to conduct an early morning raid led to the avoidable result. And here's why. Robertson was largely immobile. Standing just about five feet, six inches, and weighing roughly 300 pounds, the elderly man would hobble around with a cane. He was known to drive to his church, which was only about 200 yards from his home. And law enforcement presumably knew all of those details as Robertson had been under surveillance for months and two agents had already interacted with him before the fatal Wednesday morning raid. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So, I don't know the circumstances. I don't know if this guy was taking pot shots at the FBI and the FBI was shooting in self-defense. What I do know is that I don't give any benefit of the doubt to the FBI. The FBI has tried to target parents. The FBI has tried to target Catholics. The FBI has tried to target uh, conservatives. The FBI has tried to label patriots as domestic terrorists. These are not good people at the FBI. There's institutional rot to the core at the FBI, and they will not get even a smidge, not even a sliver of the benefit of the doubt from me. The troubling part of this is it seems like this very easily could have been avoided. They could have picked this guy up if he was if if they believed that he was a credible threat against Joe Biden. And if he was, it doesn't matter his politics or Joe Biden's politics. He should have been arrested. That's fine. If he was a credible threat, 
posing a credible threat against Joe Biden, if he had both the intent and the means to carry out the threats that he was posting online, then why didn't they just arrest him when he was hobbling on his way to church or when he was driving 200 yards to his church? If he was constantly in and out of his house and he moved very slowly, couldn't they have just walked up to him and arrested him? Why conduct an early morning raid when they could have done it in the light of day in a way that might have avoided this kind of escalation? I don't trust the FBI as far as I can see them. And it seems to me really strange that a man who was threatening Biden on Facebook was shot dead by the FBI and people are just shrugging this off. Meanwhile, articles of impeachment have been filed against Obama, against Biden, I should say, a little bit earlier than people expected. A Republican went rogue, as you might say. This is a report from Fox News. It says, Congressman Greg Stubbe of Florida jumped ahead of his Republican colleagues on Friday and introduced articles of impeachment against President Biden. While several congressional committees are building a multi-pronged case to remove Biden from office, Stubbe said it was past time to take action. He filed articles of impeachment against Biden, charging that the president had been complicit in his son Hunter's alleged crimes and had worked to shield him from justice. It's long past time to impeach Joe Biden, Stubbe said in a statement. He has undermined the integrity of his office, brought disrepute on the presidency, betrayed his trust as president, and acted in a manner subversive of the rule of law and justice at the expense of American citizens. Stubbe filed four articles alleging high crimes and misdemeanors by Biden. The first accuses the president of abusing the power of his office by allegedly accepting bribes, committing Hobbs Act extortion, and honest services fraud related to the use of his official position. These charges arise from Biden's alleged involvement with his family's business dealings, including Hunter and James Biden's, the president's brother, alleged effort to sell access to then-Vice President Joe Biden between 2009 and 2017 in exchange for payments and business opportunities from foreign and domestic business partners. Okay, that one seems valid to me. House Oversight Committee Chairman Congressman James Comer on Wednesday released a memo purporting to show that foreign payments to the Biden family totaled more than $20 million. The second article charges that President Biden obstructed justice, citing IRS whistleblower testimony that, quote, members of the Biden campaign improperly colluded with Justice Department officials to improperly interfere with investigations into tax crimes alleged to have been committed by Hunter Biden. Both the Justice Department's and special counsel David Weiss, the U.S. attorney appointed to investigate Hunter Biden, have denied that the Biden administration impeded Weiss's work. That one also seems valid to me. The third and fourth articles accuse Biden of fraud and paying for Hunter Biden's illegal drugs and trysts with prostitutes, respectively. Also seems valid to me. All of these seem valid to me. I know that the Republicans were waiting for committees to what? Collect information? I'm tired of waiting for committees. I'm tired of hearings. I feel half the time that hearings held by the House of Representatives and even the Senate are just intended to get video clips for senators and congressmen to post on their Twitter accounts to help them go viral and to help them get more TV hits. I'm glad someone actually had the guts, had the gumption to file these charges, file these articles of impeachment against Biden. It's about time someone did that. And it's going to be very telling. This is what I'm looking for in the coming days and weeks, which Republicans are willing to say, yeah, this is obvious. Clearly he did this. Clearly he's guilty of it, and the repercussions of that should clearly be impeachment. This is not difficult, this is not controversial, this is, this is just exactly how our constitutional republic was designed, exactly how our government was formed, the accountability mechanism in our government to hold a corrupt public official accountable. This is it. Keep an eye, keep an eye. I'll be keeping an eye on which government officials, which elected politicians are in agreement or which ones are denying it. 
All right, we have time for one more cool thing from the internet. And this isn't even totally random, given that Vivek Ramaswamy rapping clip that's gone viral, which we will watch shortly. But this is a weatherman doing the lose yourself challenge. Going with the big one today, Eminem, lose yourself. Here I go, it's my shot. Feet fail me not. Challenge accepted. Look, if you had one shot or one opportunity to seize a nice weather day this week, would you capture it or let it slip? Today's your day to do that. That it's still technically winter, snap back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. Temperatures way down to the 50s. Hold your nose, because here goes the cold water. <laughs> the wind and the cold settling in Friday. For sure, I mean, today we're okay, but at the risk of being chewed up and spit out and booed off stage, we've got a messy uh, <laughs> kind of situation. Only about a quarter inch of rain in the last five weeks. And if you're a gardener like me, these times are so hard and it's getting even harder trying to feed and water my seeds, plus teeter-totter between not running up the water bill and trying to keep everything alive. Coast to coast snows, it's known as the Globetrotter. So that'll do it for our part of the show, but the beat goes on, da-da-dum, da-dum. You better lose yourself, and Houston Happens, coming up next. That is hilarious. He did that, he actually did that so well. So I've done, I've done stuff like that before, where um, I had a friend at my old job, and we made bets all the time. Uh, like basically challenging bets and said like, here's a phrase, here's a word. I challenge you to say this on air, but make it sound totally natural, like work it into what you say. And we did this for weeks and weeks entertaining ourselves. He did that really, really. I'd like to think that I did pretty well when we did that, uh, but this weatherman <laughs> did a really, really good job. All right, guys, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. I'm Liz Wheeler. This is The Liz Wheeler Show. Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.